Good morning. It's really great to be here this morning. Um, I hear it's midterms week, and as Noah prayed, that you're tired and weary. Um, so thank you for those who came to chapel today. Thank you for being here. Seeing faces, I know. Um, I wish that what I was going to share with you this morning was something I would have heard when I went to school here, because um, it, it's a very life-giving and freeing message that, um, yeah, I wish I would have known 40 years ago. So I hope that it's a freeing message for you as well. How many of you love Jesus? Wow. Wow, what a great... A lot of you love Jesus. It's great. How many of you desire to grow with him and think that's really important to grow? Yes. Colossians 2, 6, and 7 says, just as you crest your... Yeah, I'm sorry. I have braces. It's never too late to get braces, and my lips stick to them sometimes. That's why I have my water up here. Colossians 2, 6, and 7 says... Just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow down deep into him and draw up nourishment from him. So yes, we are to grow in Christ. So how, one more question. How many of you have heard or been taught that it's important to have daily devotions? Get up in the morning, read your Bible, pray. Okay. Can I see another round of hands? Some of you, a lot of you. Okay. On a scale of one to seven, let's take, we'll use the seven days of the week. Seven being I have my devotions every single day, and one being I, try, I at least make it one day a week. I want you to share with your neighbor what number you would come up with. Just turn to your neighbor back behind. On a scale of one to seven. How's your devotional life? Now, I want you to answer this question. Does spending time with God give you wings? It's life-giving, wings to fly? Or does spending time with God sort of feel like a heavy burden and a weight? So wings or weight? And turn to your neighbors again and share which end of the spectrum you see yourself on, wings or weight, and why? I wanted to be a seven. Most of the time I was maybe a three or a four, or some weeks went by where I felt like I didn't sit down and have daily devotions. I struggled with it. I became a Christian at 10 years old and um, felt like that was an important measurement of my Christianity. Today I'm going to share with you how you can find the spiritual beat that matches the rhythm of your soul. The term life rhythms was a freeing and liberating concept to me. Rhythm, I'm going to, so I wrote a book called Unforced Rhythms, Why Daily Devotions Aren't for All of Us. But um, one of the big takeaways from the book is what I call life rhythms, and I'm going to tell you about that today. But to better understand what life rhythms is, rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern 
that we usually associate with music. It's what gets her feet tapping and her hands clapping, and so we, we got that rhythm. So if that's a musical rhythm, then life rhythm is how we go about doing life. Just like music, the beat and timing isn't the same for every single song. There's a swing dance, very different from the waltz, the hip hop, very different from square dancing, and my nine-year-old grandson, Miles, does the floss. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it right. So anyway, there's all kinds of rhythms. But whatever life rhythm you have, it can affect the... <laughs> It can affect, the, life rhythms can affect the way you work, how you transition into one semester from another, how you feel in the morning at night, or at night, and I believe it affects how you engage with God. It's a strong, regular, repeated pattern in how we engage with life, but it also impacts our God connection. For years, I lived in chronic defeat measuring my spirituality by how and when I did devotions. I was a pretty compliant child, and I wanted to follow the rules and do what was right. And because I became a Christian at 10 years old, that started early in my life. And I was told that daily devotions were very important. When I was still just a toddler before kindergarten, in Sunday school class, we would sing this song starting out on our haunches like this, Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Anybody know that song? I'm probably dating myself, yeah. And then they added the verse, neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Now, they had the right mo heart motives and intentions. Yes, it is important to read the Bible, and it's important to spend time with God in prayer. But that every day was where I got a spiritual angst for the next three decades of my life. The dailiness killed me because it felt so legalistic for me. There was a theme to my journal entries. I've journaled over the decades of my life, but I didn't uh, journal every day. But then I would, when I would sit down, the theme often would be, I'm so sorry, God, it's been too long since I spent time with you. Um, just the self-condemning thoughts would be part of my journal entries. I wanted to be in relationship with Christ and was and felt very close to him, but then I felt this constant burden of not measuring up if I didn't have my daily devotions and wondering if I was doing enough when I did. Hear me here, I'm not advocating for not spending time with God by no means but I felt torn between checking off a spiritual to-do list and a love for a deep relationship with Christ. I couldn't reconcile the two. And I did a lot of searching and seeking God on this. And he began to show me things that would change my life and my connection with him. One of the verses that's very impacting on me is Matthew 11:28 through 30. Most of you will know it from 
uh, the version NIV or NLT, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me share that with you from the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion, burned out on daily devotions? <laughs> Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That passage was something I always had the image of the ox yoke. Most of the sermons I heard on that passage, we talked about the ox yoke, me in one side, God in the other, we're pulling whatever our families or whatever behind us. But it came to my attention that the yoke that Jesus was talking about here was the yoke of oppression, the bondage, rules to follow. It's what the Pharisees, with all their many rules, would lay on the Jewish people. And he's saying to them, are you burned out on all those rules? Come to me, get away, find rest, live in the unforced rhythms of grace. This thing called daily devotions felt like a bondage to me. It felt like legalism, though I didn't want it to be that. It felt like I was trying to, trying to follow the rules, striving to follow the rules of probably for me was a pretty high measurement of my Christianity. Well, it was a liberating day when I discovered life rhythms. So God... Um, in my book, I had three chapters on the discoveries that I made in this course of time when I was trying to find out from God, what do I do about daily devotions? Because I sensed in my heart I, I loved him, but trying to do this every day, set aside time with God was difficult. So when I learned about life rhythms, I realized that my spiritual angst, my chronic defeat, was not because I didn't want to grow with Christ. It wasn't because I didn't love him. It wasn't because I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't measuring up. It was because I wasn't daily. I had never considered this before, and it made sense to me. Most of my life is not daily. I... I'm not a morning person, I'm not a daily person, and I'll share with you the life rhythms in a minute here, but I was trying to be a daily person. I was trying to fit into this prescribed daily box, and it just created defeat, discouragement, and a spiritual angst in my life that kind of overshadowed the joy and love that I did have for God. Now let me explain to you the three life rhythms. There's three categories, and the first one is daily because there are daily people. I don't want you to think that I'm negating the daily people. There are daily people who love the routine. They anchor their lives in routine. I grew up with this. I grew up with a very daily mom. 
It's Wednesday. What do I do with it when it's Wednesday? And every Wednesday you kind of do the same thing. They're wired with a daily eternal clock, routine tasks, very efficient. These people usually get a great deal done on a daily basis and work really effectively when they have clear, achievable daily responsibilities to complete. They don't like their daily scheduled, uh, schedule um, interrupted, and they don't like spontaneity because they have their routine. Um, this was my mom, as I said. So you may be saying, you just described me. I love the familiarity of getting up in the morning and spending time with God. Many times it's in the exact same place, exact same time, uh, in the exact same way. And for some of you, that gives you great spiritual strength, um, and that's great. But not all of us are daily people. The second category, here's the second one, weekly, monthly. So the weekly, monthly people say, it's October. What do I do when it's October? They're wired to think along the lines of the week or the month. This is my husband. They enjoy doing projects, and they like schedules and calendars, and they set priorities. My husband gets so geeked out about calendars. He has multiple calendars. He marks them up with colored markers. He marks them up with colored tape. Um, but weekly, monthly people are into this organization, not as concerned about the daily quota or what's happening every day, but they're very much about accomplishing the overall goals. So as long as they're moving forward, in a goal that they've set to do or working on a project, um, they're happy. But it doesn't have to look the same every day. Um, they can be extremely spontaneous. They can be spinning several plates and add another one. Uh, sometimes they take on more than they can handle. No day in their week may look the same. They like weekends and downtimes because it kind of gives them a little break if they do have a daily job. The third rhythm is seasonal yearly. Seasonal yearly people, that's me. So that's why I struggle so much with being daily. Seasonal yearly people say, it's fall. What do I do when it's fall? Or 2018 is coming to a close um, sooner than later. And so you might say, what's 2019 look like? And oftentimes, I will have a theme to my life. And I tend to live in seasons, and I have a theme. What's God doing in my life right now? What passages of scripture, what people, what experiences can come alongside of that theme in my life for this time? They're big picture thinkers driven by the season or year. They're more process-oriented than task-oriented. We like to process life. More interested in living life, and I know sometimes we're considered undisciplined and lazy, but we like to just live life where we're being led, and we tend to have highly protective seasons, and oftentimes we'll go into a low productive season, the seasonal people do. So they anchor themselves in the processes of life. So maybe that described you. Now let's go back. Daily people anchored in routine. They love that routine. They like to get up and they go, this is what Tuesday looks like. Anybody see themselves as daily people? Raise your hand. Got some, some out there. Look around. Now just notice, not everybody raised their hand. How many people are living in spiritual angst and defeat? Because you're not daily. 
How many are you are weekly, monthly? You anchor yourselves in those goals. You love calendars. You love schedules. You work on projects. It's not what the daily looks like. It's just that you're getting, moving forward and accomplishing something. Good, good round of hands for weekly, monthly. Okay, people, who's seasonal? Woohoo! I know, I cheer them on. Seasonal, yearly people. Yeah, we anchor ourselves in the processes of life. So, obviously, you should brush your teeth every day. There are some daily things we should do. We should change our underwear every day, you know. We should, there are daily things that we do. But mostly, you're going to lean into that rhythm that, that is your natural rhythm. Maybe you saw someone who's like you. It's, we grow best in community. Take time to share about this with someone. Discover how you can effectively spend time with God. And I don't have time this morning to do that. I do allude to it at the end of my book chapters. Um, but let me give you some bottom lines. This new reality of life rhythms does not give you a license to negate spending time with God. Nor should you stay, though, in bondage to a prescribed way that weighs you down. I think that's really important. We are to engage with God throughout our days and our lives, but we don't want to go either way on that. The second one is what matters is a changed life in Christ and a faith that expresses itself in love. I think we have made sometimes, I don't know how it came about, but for me, and maybe it's a little different for you, but that daily devotions thing was really a high mark of your Christian faith. But what, it does matter to spend time with God, but daily, not daily devotions so much, you know, if you're daily, that's great, but Galatians 5, 6 says that what matters, Paul says, is that our faith is expressed in love. We're about loving others. And that our life in 615, a changed life, a new creation. And then the third one is the heart of spiritual formation is always knowing and loving God. Becoming more like Christ for the sake of others. Those are like three bottom lines I just want to share with you in light of what I shared on Life Rhythms today. I want to um, let you know that I will be at a book table in the mallway at the Student Center between 11 and 2 today. I have books available. I'd love to sign one for you. They're on Amazon for $14.99, and you can get it today for $10, um, cash or credit. Um, there's also bookmarks over there that have uh, the website on it, and also Wesleyan Publishing House is giving IWU students a 50% discount on their uh, ebooks. So that's on the bookmark if you want to stop by and pick up a bookmark, but 50% discount with code rhythms at the wphstore.com. So I love the, your age. I, love, I loved college life and I love where you're at in life. And I would be honored and love to talk with you at the table today. If you want to dialogue a little bit more about this, if you have questions, I would be um, grateful. Okay, let me, uh, would you stand with me and we're going to close in prayer.
hear and agree with the word of the Lord as I pray it over you just now. Father, thank you for these students. I don't know where all of them are at on their faith journey. I trust that um, as they may be identified with one of the life rhythms today, they are finding um, freedom to celebrate each other's rhythm. I pray that they are finding freedom to engage with God in the way that fits them more naturally. I pray, Father, that they would receive the unforced rhythms of your grace. Your word says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and don't be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. But your word says too, Father, that in you we can find rest and we can live freely and lightly. So may these students go out today um, with a lighter step, living in a new freedom that they may not have had before. Um, thank you, Father, for your love for us and that you are one who loves to keep company with us and walk this life with us. So I ask your blessing on them today, especially as they're walking through midterms and all that. Give them extra strength and give them clarity of mind and just a sense of your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you. It's been a joy to share with you today.